are live from the living room. I'm Blake Anderson. I'm Colton Countryman. And today on the bench, Met sold to Steve Cohen for $2.4 billion. That is the largest deal in history. Uh, pretty crazy there. Good job. Maybe the Mets will actually be a good team for once. So, but yeah. That's a stretch. Um, <laughs> it's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Mets. Go Yanks. Whoa, whoa. 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 Who am I? Uh, who am I? No. Who am I? <laughs> I do know this, that Alec, Alec Mills threw a no-no the other day. That was the second recorded no-hitter in the MLB this season. And unfortunately, the Rangers are 29th. Sorry, Colton. Sorry I got to hear this. I want to close your ears. I know. And all you to all you other Ranger fans. But the Rangers rank 29th in the MLB standings right now. Who's the best prospect in the draft? Tank for that person, you know. <laughs> They're going to tank for Dabo. We're, we're tanking for Dabo. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about baseball. <laughs> but Look at Houston Texans. You have a rival for Dabo. <laughs> we'll it's get Bill O'Brien after the Texans fire. <laughs> hey, you don't – it's not a It's not a one. We'll just hand them to you. You don't even have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> But moving on, uh, in college uh, football, the Sun Belt stunned the Big 12, not one, not two, but three, three times, times this past For the little 12. Worst not looking good there. You know what? They had it coming. Yeah. They talk a lot of smack. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about the conferences. They all talk a lot of shit. And then when they don't back it up, it's pretty funny. Problem is, problem is there's really only two that can back it up. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I don't know. There's three, but in two of them, there's only like one or two teams. Yeah. SEC has many teams. Many, many, many mm -hmm. teams. Depth for days. Yes. But um, at least there is some uh, positive news that is not getting your butt whooped by the Sun Belt. The Big Ten announces the return of football in October with a shorter schedule to be able to compete in the playoffs. If they Ooh. can get there. If they can get there. Oh, that's what I'm yeah, talking about. I said about. it. I he said it. it. He said uh -huh. it. Let's be real. Let's be real. It's between two SEC teams, Clemson, and then TBD, <laughs> either Oklahoma or Ohio State. Let's be real. <laughs> Those two teams are competing for that four spot. Go Baylor. No. Woo. <laughs> I just did the cougar sign when I did Baylor. <laughs> okay. Wow. But so yeah, the and this past week the NFL finally we had football, NFL professional football this week. And, and there were so many concerns around the whole COVID situation that oh, it's going to be a matter of time before NFL stops. You're only going to get a few games in, and the season's going to be over, which is still to be determined. But for week one, at least, zero COVID cases. That is awesome. And I think no. the NFL is actually more prepared than what people have thought. I feel like COVID's kind of – well, let's, let's knock on some wood. COVID's kind of going away a little bit. I mean – They're still expecting the second wave here in a month or two. Yeah, but I don't know. AKA, Everybody, it's just going to be the actual flu. Keep doing what you're doing, but I feel like it's not really as big of an issue as it was even yeah. a month ago. Um, I mean, sports are coming back, and yeah, I mean, no one in the NFL has it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think we're finally starting to see the 
knock on wood, light at the end of the tunnel. So hopefully that's well, the case. If there's a second wave, just go buy those hamster balls and everybody roll around. That's how you got yeah, to do it. That would be fun. You know how many people I'd bump into? On purpose. On purpose. That'd be fun. I just want to get those just to get those. Colton, let's meet halfway. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the MLB. Colton, what did Albert Pujols do this weekend? He hits his 660th home run of his career. And how, the, how old is this man already? He's 40 years very old. Dude is really old. This guy's been around forever, man. 20 major league seasons. And actually 35 in his total his whole career. That's just 20 major league. Like, he has another 15. Man. Dude's a fossil. Tom Br- Tom Brady of MLB. <laughs> Tom Brady. No, that's that's the that's the John Kitten of MLB. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge difference in play there. Yeah. But Mike Trout is over four hundred home runs still in his twenties. Maybe he, he gets to yeah. sixty before he turns forty. He's in his late what, like twenty eight, twenty nine right now. I think he's twenty eight. Well, unfortunately he's on a very shitty team. Well, come to Houston. Come to Houston, Mike Trout. Tank for Trout. There we go. Look, Mike Trout comes to Houston. Someone takes him fishing to catch Trout. Do you see what's going on here? Trout for Trout. You see the trend? Trout for Trout. There we go. Please come here. We need. Is there, even, is there Trout in the Gulf? There is. Speckled Trout. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep. Fun fact of the day, everyone. Um, they are delicious. <laughs> and nutritious. So, Blake, there's a possibility of fans at the World Series. What do you think about that? Mm, I think it's a long shot. I think by the time the World Series rolls around, there probably will be a second wave like they're predicting. Um, and I just don't see that they can get it done. I, I mean, I would like to see it. It just depends, I guess. It depends on the area they decide to have the World Series and what's going on at that time in that area. You know what's good for Texas is they, they talk about COVID coming back because of the cold, but Christmas time, it's 75. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it depends on the year. Like, you maybe have, like, three years where it's, like, no winter, and you have one year, and it's, like, the super cold winter. That's true. And that was a couple Very, years ago. Oh, it man. was. Last time it snowed. Yeah. Who knows? I'll never forget senior year, Colton. We'd come home from school, be, like, freezing. And so we'd play Skyrim on Xbox and be like in the snowy mountains. Ah, uh, the good old days. Yes. Good times. Good times. Great times. <laughs> Farmer's Almanac, though, is uh, predicting a cold winter, so they're never wrong. They aren't. Well, I, I digress. We get off topic a little bit. I think it'd be a good thing Have have fans at the World Series, especially it'd be a great marketing strategy for the MLB. But – Here's the thing. The first fans in a game is going to be in the World Series. Those tickets are going to be, like, some of the most expensive in history. Yeah. But, too, here's another thing you have to think about. Obviously, the Rangers aren't going to be in the World Series. and not. That's supposed to be in their new stadium. So, you're going to have fans traveling from, you know, wherever, which teams are in the World Series. 
and you're going to have to, you know, accommodate for those guys. But they're all just going to be all this traveling. So it brings up a huge possibility of an outbreak. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. It's not a maybe. ML- MLB succeeded. They did all right. I mean, NBA, well, MLB can succeed too. Yeah, but NBA also has virtual fans in their stands. Yeah. I mean, it'll be okay. We'll see. To be determined. TBD. Yankees are heating up. Six-game win streak. What do you think? Mm, They're picking up at the right time. Actually, right now they're playing, and last time I checked, Garrett Cole was throwing a no-no through like five innings. But nonetheless, the Yankees could be heating up at the right time and get into the playoffs on a hot streak and make some moves and be the Yankees we know the Yankees that they can be. Um, Now, it's funny, in the last 20 games, they lost 15 of those. So they were doing absolutely horrible. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to catch the Rays for the division, but sneak into those playoffs and make some noise, I think they can. I don't see the Blue Jays as hanging on that number two spot. No. So. That's good. Well, which Blue Jays? Toronto Blue Jays or the Needville Blue Jays? Both. I hate both. Wow. So. <laughs> Very well. Very well. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't live in Texas, or even if you do live in Texas, you don't even probably know of the Needville Blue Jays. But it's a small town. Not just much. <laughs> yeah. Latitude 38, longitude 95. Sure. <laughs> wherever that is play in the ocean oh <laughs> so the postseason plan for the mlb <laughs> was approved uh <laughs> beginning october 5th uh starts the playoffs we have the national league divisionals in arlington the american league divisionals in san diego uh conference championships uh also in arlington and san diego and again the world series will be held in arlington the only victory Dallas will have this year. Whoa. Arlington. Okay, just saying. Whatever. <laughs> There's a difference. We just talked about this. Do you want to bring this story up? No. For the fans? Oh, my gosh. The listeners? Yeah. yeah. When, we were, when we were in sixth grade, uh, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And I was like, I'm from Dallas. And I was like, hey, did y'all know the Cowboys Stadium is actually in Arlington? And no one believed me. And they all made fun of me. <laughs> And then uh, our sixth grade teacher was like, you think of Cowboys, you think of Dallas. And this one kid was like, Arlington. I hate that guy. (laughs) Screw him. And it turned out to be right. And they're all like, oh, well, he was actually right. Yeah, I was right. (laughs) I feel like we need to get rid of this grudge of yours for this kid. I'm never going to get rid of that grudge. (laughs) I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. I'm going to tell my my great-grandkids, be like, hey, that's one time in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have too many memories. We could probably like, we could probably have a separate podcast of life of Blake and Colton. I mean, why not? Listen, the viewers want it. We'll give it to them. I doubt they want it, but most most of the viewers were there in our story. <laughs> <laughs> They probably already heard it. I don't know. Anyways, 
Blake, give us your top five teams in the MLB right now. They all suck. They all suck. No. So, <laughs> number five, I have the a- <laughs> I have the Oakland A's. Um, they haven't been as on fire as they were. Starting to kind of – the fire starting to fade away a little bit. And also because the next four teams, in my opinion, are just too damn good. And they they separate themselves amongst the rest. So, number four, I got the Padres. I wanted the Padres at number three, but I decided to put them at four just because of this last series with the Dodgers. You kind of saw who was the better team, at least at the moment. Um, and yeah, keeping that's in, we talked about too. We were like, "Hey, can the Dodgers or can the Padres catch up to the Dodgers?" And we were like, "We'll see. Their series is coming up." And right, closed them. And this is what I wanted to talk about too. It's a fun fact to bring up. This past week, so. The last podcast we had, I was looking at the standings, and the Padres were actually six games back of the Dodgers. And then came around this past weekend, they were a game and a half back. And now they're three and a half back after the series, but they really had their chance to take that division. And they still do. There's still some time. But moving on to my number three spot, Tampa Bay Rays. They're still hanging in there. Um really just been moving steady. There hasn't been like a dip or a rise in them. They're just kind of moving along very consistently as a team. And hopefully they can keep that momentum going with that solid pitching staff. So, you know, Charlie Morton. I think that's my favorite favorite player in the league. I love Charlie Morton. Um, I think my two favorite players are Lance Lynn, the pitcher for the Rangers, and Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole betrayed us as an Astro. As I as I literally say, my favorite players in, in Astro who retired just so he didn't have to deal with the Astros. <laughs> so, hey, you know what? You can't pick who you like. Yeah. I mean, so, you can, but yeah. <laughs> well, Charlie Martin will forever be in my heart. So. I'll never forget in the World Series games and they made him spit out his gum because they thought it was cheating or something. It was helping him pitch. Because that's when he was doing, he would like, he would like, I don't know, he would lick his fingers while chewing his gum, or he would touch his fingers with his gum. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Start of COVID right there. Um, <laughs> that's how COVID started. It wasn't a bad. <laughs> but my number two team is a team who they're on a six-game win streak right now. They're starting to separate themselves in a very tight division race between the Indians and Twins is the Chicago White Sox. They look very good right now they're heating up to the right time at the final home stretch of the regular season very interesting to see what they can do and um very well very well could be one of the better teams and final teams leading into the world series who will most likely play the team that's probably going to already as a shoe in to be in the world series is the dodgers who come in at number one and who probably will stay my number one for the rest of the season <laughs> What is your little semi-evil chuckle there, Colton? Because you're completely right, and I agree. <laughs> Damn. With all five? Uh, no, with uh, the Dodgers, not all five. Because okay, I, five, I have your Rays. Hey. Because they need more credit. Because their last ten, they are four and six. They'll be all right. So they have the same record as the A's. I gave the A's a slight edge with a better win streak lately. Um, I don't know. A's haven't really impressed me, though. Um, they really fell I off. Know, I know that they're winning, but 
like the other week they they lost to the Rangers who had again 29th in the MLB they lost to the Astros like they're 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 losing to teams that they should very easily beat um, yeah so I I feel like there's that inconsistency there um that's that's why I'm not too I I would be higher on them if they didn't have or I wouldn't be so high on them if they didn't have the record that they had but they still do have a pretty phenomenal record um phenomenal phenomenal number three i have the padres um it was it was tough choosing between them and the white Sox. i feel like the padres have to play the dodgers and so that's that's gonna account for some losses there compared to the white Sox. i just feel like padres maybe are a little more proven but i'm giving the white Sox the benefit of the doubt i like the white Sox. they're they're a good team i'm gonna list them at number two Though, I'm just going to give them a slight edge. Um, and Dodgers I have at number one because, I mean, they're obviously the best team in the MLB right now. For now. For the rest of the season. We need a Cinderella team. Take them down. Rangers. <laughs> oh, man. That's a little too much to ask for. That's way too much to ask for. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the NBA now, uh, Blake. I know something you're not you're not too happy about. Um, well, okay, part of it there's there's a fifty fifty here. <laughs> half of it I'm I'm disappointed about, and half of it I'm happy about. So obviously, Houston got their butts handed to them, like ripped off of them and handed to them by the Lakers with a four one series lead over Houston. Clearly, you saw the separation there, especially late in the games. You, you could see which team was better, which team was more in shape and ready to play and go up. Um, here's the part I'm happy about. Rockets and um, D'Antoni part ways. Finally. I just – maybe right now with the current roster for the Rockets, he's he was good for, and it's going to suck for whoever does come in and has to deal with this roster because they're most likely going to prefer a traditional lineup, not small ball. Um, but we weren't going anywhere farther than where we were going already with D'Antoni. We need a guy who can come in and actually teach these guys how to play defense and get some guys in here that can play defense and actually develop people and not throw away all your picks. Of course, that's also on Maury as well, which sadly they're keeping Maury. Maury's a good GM, don't get me wrong, but at the same time he'll do anything to get a superstar in here. And that means throwing away your future, which I don't agree with. So, I think uh, it was clear Caruso and the Lakers were the best team in the Western Conference. And I told I told you too after after Game One, after the Rockets won, I was like, I I could very well see Lakers sweeping the series, or maybe Rockets winning one more, but. LeBron James and Caruso both said that after their loss that they feel like they they felt the speed of the Rockets and and got a good feel for it and, and knew how to attack it and obviously they did winning winning out um yeah there there was there and small ball ended up fizzling out there were many missed opportunities for the Rockets I mean you come into game two and have 17 turnovers and that game was very winnable and the game after that was very winnable after that, the other games were not winnable. They just got obliterated. But, I mean, you had they had their chances. They really I go, did. Their I go chances back to what I told you during the regular season. Harden and Westbrook were both tied 
for number one spot in turnovers in the NBA, and it was by a lot. Yeah. If you have two teams or two players on the same team leading in, in turnovers, you're not going to win many games. No. Well, they have a lot to figure out. Um, personally, I would just do a rebuild and start fresh, start fresh and build around a new guy. But they love them some James Harden here. So. Get Giannis, who apparently is staying in Milwaukee. He's not, he's not staying. He's not staying. I don't know. We'll see. But surprisingly, man, neither of us saw this coming. The <laughs> Nuggets no. defeated the Clippers in Game 7 to advance to the Western Conference Finals. You had the Jazz beating them round one. I had them losing this round to the Clippers. I don't, I don't think anyone outside of a few delusional Denver fans saw them going to right. the Conference. And – I don't see them getting past the Lakers. They're too good. I think they're well, attempt to be a Cinderella story. Um, I, you know what? We need a Cinderella story right now. We haven't had one in a while. The Cinderella Nugs. No. No one will be the Cinderella Suns. Well, it didn't say the Suns. The Cinderella Nugs. Nope. The Suns get I just imagine them. yourself as a kid getting a Happy Meal from McDonald's and biting in those chicken nuggets. Oh, my God. That's what the people in Denver are feeling like right now. (laughs) Those fake chicken nuggets. Well, they think they're real now. I think they had to. Do they? Well, I'm not going to put McDonald's on blast because I had it the other day. (laughs) Gross. I don't want to think about fake food. All right. (laughs) No, I just think the the Lakers, there's still that talent disparity. I think uh, Anthony Davis is going to shut down their best player, Nikola Jogic, and – um, LeBron's probably going to go cover Jamal Murray and hmm. they're going to get messed up. I think Lakers also win that series four to one um, for their third series in a row. Um, I think the Nuggets just get a lucky win. Well, well you said, you said that last time. I say Lakers. Well, Lakers will right. win this. Don't get me wrong, but Lakers will take it in six. I give Nuggets a little more credit here. Make it a little bit more of a battle. Mm. I just can't believe the Clippers lost. I mean, how do you have all that talent and and you li- <laughs> fucking <laughs> lose to the Nuggets? Fun fact right now, I only got two series wrong so far in the NBA. Doing a lot better in NBA than I did NFL, which is weird. But Well, we'll get to that later. I was telling Cassie about that and how close I was on the game. She was like, so what you're telling me is you should get into betting. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's how you lose a lot of money, but I'm getting maybe for ML, maybe for NBA. Yeah, NBA, not NFL. Don't try it on NFL. Not just, at not least not this past week. Here. Yeah. Um, Celtics are playing the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, I really do that- think that the Celtics are still going to win this series. I originally had them winning. Four games to two, I'm going to say they win in seven now. I'm a little bit more of a believer in the Heat, but I'm not that much of a believer. I am uh, very excited for this series. That that first game alone, that was that was awesome. And the thing is, the Celtics had the chance to win this series. They're the first game and put it away, and they gave it up. Um, you know, Heat are playing with the chip on their, sh- uh, their shoulder. Um Celtics got all the talent in the world, really. Like, 
when you look at their starting five and even guys on their bench, like you're just like, I mean, you ex- this is what you expect them to be. This is where you expect them to be, and you expect them to go beyond that. Um, man, you know, I, I want to say I love the heat, though. Like, I want the heat to go and take it. But at the same time, the Celtics and Lakers would be a traditional championship matchup, and it would be a better, it'd be a better battle ultimately. So I think Celtics take it in six. Mm. I think they're going to heat up here pretty soon. I mean, no pun intended there, but, uh, <laughs> or you think the heat will cool down? <laughs> <laughs> no, <Good> puns. <laughs> We're very punny people. Lols. Well, right. let's move on to the NFL. I think this is what me and you and probably majority of our viewers are really excited to hear about. Yes. It's just some good old-fashioned NFL football. Some, yeah, I'm excited you know, to hear. So good to see uh, Sunday not, Sunday football again. And, um, you know, the usual for us in Houston here, our, our ass is getting whooped by the Chiefs. Um, nothing's okay. changed. The home of the – Chiefs, man, we got a guy at work, and he's a huge Chiefs fan. And I walk in this morning, and he has this huge Chiefs banner on his desk. I'm just like, <laughs> he's probably a bandwagon fan. This, I think so. I think he is bandwagon. If if he's watching, he'll let me know. Um, like the Chiefs in the 2000s. If so, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're a fan. Were you through the good and the bad? Yeah. Anyways, well. Week one, there's quite a few of old players who have shined and maybe remnants of them old selves. Uh, David Johnson of the Texans, since that was game one, he looked very good, very shifty, uh, very elusive, showed some powers, breaking some tackles. Um, on, he would have had a lot more yards and probably have a better game if they wouldn't have got destroyed so quickly. Um, but he had <laughs> – and, and the thing is, is he is actually the best thing that – that the Texans like had that was like my only positive out of the whole game was how well he actually looked, but yeah, he had 77 yards averaged seven yards per carry and even had a TD, which for a while there looked like it was going to be the only TD for the Texans. So um, two things I, I want to point out. I told you before the season started, I was like, man, David Johnson was so underutilized at Arizona. Like I told you, I was like, Cliff Kingsbury does not know how to handle running backs. He's an air raid, throw it down the field kind of coach. They absolutely didn't know how to use him. He goes over to the Texans and he performs like he did. And the second thing is I told you, I was like, man, Houston does not have receivers. You were like, they got a decent depth. Like, I'm, I'm happy with them. And I was like, no, they suck. They suck. Well, the problem was – are garbage. The problem was – Worst literally, receiving core in the NFL, probably. They literally were like, oh, we're going to throw the ball and spread it around. No, all I saw was Will Fuller doing what DeAndre – well, not at all doing what DeAndre Hopkins does, but – that's what the numbers look like. It looked like it was just you had a number one guy and the other guys were just your cast-offs. By the way, DeAndre Hopkins literally had almost as many yards as the whole entire Texans um, <laughs> receiving core had in one, week one. I but I also want to mention, hard. too, David Johnson also had 32 yards in the air and was third on the team in receiving, very sadly. I was watching the Texans game, and, man, I- I'm telling you, like, 
Well, I think it was the first drive. Deshaun Watson threw a pass to Will Fuller, and he was wide open and dropped it. And I was like, yep, that's how that season's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Tank for Dabo. Tank for Dabo. I'm making shirts. I need to make shirts. If anybody requests <laughs> these shirts to be made, please let me know. DM us on Instagram right now. Well, this isn't live, so just when you, <laughs> when you whenever you hear this, <laughs> just when you listen to this. But moving on, another running back who shined and looked like his old self, Todd Gurley. He had 56 yards on the ground, averaged four per carry. Also had a, another rushing uh, touchdown. Um, that was kind of another game where they're like, "Well, shit, we're starting to fall behind, so let's start throwing the ball." But it was good to see him looking good too. On paper, and that then um, very good. Huh? On paper, it doesn't look good, only 56 yards, but he did play pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have to watch these games for these two running backs to really see how they actually looked. And, I mean, it's the best they looked in quite a while. But let's move on to the next two guys who, personally, me, I am very happy to see shine. Uh, Cam Newton. Let's just bring it in here. But, Cam, I loved watching that game. Cam Newton, I know it was against the Dolphins. But that was good to see Cam Newton making good decisions, running the ball, looking healthy, and just being Cam being Cam. And he's 15 or yeah, 15 for 19, 155 yards through the air. He had 75 rush yards and two TDs there. Uh, Josh McDaniels there drew up a very good scheme around him, and it looks good. Will it be good throughout the season? Like, will there be longevity there with how they're using him? I don't know, but yeah, let's, right let's now. Go. Let's let's pump the brakes on that Cam Newton right, right. a little bit. It was the Dolphins, and we we were we were like on our high horse, you know, last week when we were doing our pickums, and we picked Miami to win. But that was mostly because of how many players that New England lost and is sitting out. The Dolphins are still the Dolphins, though, so we'll we'll see what they can do against a legit team. <laughs> well, they played the Seahawks this coming week, so. That's your test right there. Blowout. Seahawks are really good this year. Yeah. So, but um, another guy who's actually been, what, five years out of the league? Alden Smith. I'm sure many people remember Alden Smith. He was a top um, top uh, candidate for defensive player of the year like in, when he was playing. And uh, honestly, he looked like he still has that form in this past game against the Rams. Uh, he had 11 tackles and a one sack. He looked very, very good. Almost – there was a debate, actually, uh, um, li- listening to other sports podcasts and sports radio, that there was actually a debate on whether he actually outplayed Aaron Donald that game. Oh. You know, one thing that I thought was really cool, you know, people were talking there like, oh, he's he's a – He's a bust. Like I don't, he's been out of the league for five years. I don't. I don't know why people thought that was a good idea. And they and they gave the Cowboys, uh, well, a lot of people gave the Cowboys a lot of crap. And they were like, "That's not a good move." And there are some people, you know, Pat McAfee and a couple other people who were like, "Yeah, this is a pretty good deal. They got him cheap." Um, and I mean, the the amount of defensive moves they made in the off season was pretty good. I mean, they ended up losing. Vander Esch for the season, so they're going to have to probably go get Clay Matthews or something to fill that hole for a year. But um, yeah, it was a great move by the Cowboys, and he's showing the showing up the haters, I guess. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if how he does and continues, but um, very very positive for the Cowboys. Yeah, but moving on, 
Blake, how did this happen? <laughs> we got we got two upsets. Well, there's three upsets on deck, but two upsets that nobody – Very shocking. No one, no one could have predicted this. The Washington football team defeated the Eagles 27-17, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the tank for Trevors, defeated the Colts 27-20. Oh, hey, God. let's mention this too. Philadelphia gave up eight sacks. And did you know this too? Reds or not Redskins anymore. Sorry. Uh, Washington football team, their whole D line is all former first round picks. They, they all put up eight sacks. They were down 17 to zero in this game. And they come back to win 27, 17 Dallas. If you don't win this division, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Wow. Now's the year to do it. And in a year where Tennessee, Indy, and Houston look like they're going to have easy two wins against Jaguars, no, not looking like the case this year. Yeah, they might be tanking for Trevor. Maybe, maybe not, because Minshew Mania is going wild right now. That guy played very well. Yeah. Unlike Philip Blurvers, who threw up, what, two, three interceptions this game? He looked horrible. For a team that said they wanted to run the ball and let Phillip throw when he have to, kind of make Phillip a game manager, why was he throwing the ball 40 times in this game? We all know what Phillip Rivers is. Apparently the Colts don't. They found out this past weekend. Phillip the Passion Rivers. He's a good dude, but as a player, you're done. Go home. Arizona defeated San Fran like we predicted. We did predict this. Um, I put it as an upset just because of San Francisco, San Francisco being in the Super Bowl last year. And uh, even last year, though, Arizona played San Francisco very well. And those games came down to the wire. I mean, um, not much of a shock here as an upset, but, I mean. I mean, it was, it was a team who was in the Super Bowl last year loses week one. Like, that still counts as an yeah, upset. But, it counts as like I said, in, in my wild, you know, or my bold predictions that we need to keep track of, I said that if the uh, 49ers make the playoffs, they'll lose in the wild card. Yeah. Well, they just <laughs> lost Richard Sher uh, Sherman, I think, for the year, if I'm correct. Oh, I didn't know that. There was a report on that. I have to clarify that, but – Oh, man. So, moving on to a new segment I like to call Buy or Sell. Um, we have a couple topics where you can, you can buy stock in it or sell stock in it if you're a believer or not. Um, but first, I want to talk about some week one woes, Blake. Watching these games was kind of hard. It kind of felt like you were watching a high school football game at first. And it took for, a couple for some games. Took a couple teams. quarters, you know, like I said, that will fool or drop. Um, I mean, you, you had a lot of drop balls, uh, ill-timed throws, a lot of miscommunication between the quarterback and receivers. Um, defensively, you're, you know, missing some tackles. You're not recognizing the schemes, you know. You're, you're not hitting your gaps. I mean, it, it, was, it was rough for a couple quarters every game. Well, for some teams, it was rough four quarters. Yeah. A lot of teams, it was rough four quarters. Yeah. I mean, it's expected. Um, these guys didn't really have a proper offseason with each other. Um, you know, COVID put a lot of 
um, strain and stuff on actually these guys getting together and, you know, coming together and clicking with these new guys coming in. Um, so aside from coaching for the Texans, I mean, I think that was another big thing. You know, these guys just haven't had time to work together, but main reason is you're just, your coaches. So, um, but yeah, so I think it's going to get better as it goes on. I expect maybe around week five, week six, these teams really start to find their groove and start to be something. But as of right now, be patient with your teams. Don't read too much into what they are right now. It's going to take time. Yeah. Moving on now to buy or sell. Some overreactions from week one. Saints skyrocketing. You think a lot of people are saying that they might be the team to be in the NFC now. Uh, a lot of people are starting to pick the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. You buy in or sell? Mm. I, I buy into the Saints. They're a very complete football team. I mean, offensive and defensively. For many years, this team was just all offense, right? And now they have a very, very good defense. Uh, yeah, they played a Tom Brady with a slower release this last week. But nonetheless, that defense looked very good. I'm buying in on the Saints. I Super agree. Bowl, though, not sure. One thing one thing that I was, I was pretty impressed by was that Marshawn Lattimore-Chris Godwin matchup. I mean, it was unfortunate for me because Chris Godwin was on my fantasy team. <laughs> but uh, Lattimore defended him pretty well. Um, mm. I was pretty impressed by him. And, and – the the big playability for the defense. I mean, they they got a pick six uh, there in the second or third quarter and got two interceptions today from Tom Brady. Again, now some of that was because of miscommunication from week one. Um, yeah, no preseason, but yeah, Saints looked all around pretty good, and I'm actually uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into them skyrocketing to one of the best, but I don't think that they are the team to beat in the NFC. I think right now that's the Seahawks. Dang. Yeah. We got stuff agreeing so much. <laughs> well, and two, another thing that kind of bumps on the Saints is Michael Thomas does have a high ankle sprain right now, so that is going to, you know, hurt them a little bit. Yeah. So. All right. Buccaneers ship sinking. A lot of people are jumping ship off the Buccaneers bandwagon after that week one loss to the Saints. People are saying that Tom Brady uh, – is finished and should retire. They're probably saying that out, still out of jealousy, though. Gronk is um, washed out and shouldn't have come back, and the Buccaneers was just Cleveland Browns 2.0 on that hype train. Buy or sell to that? I'm selling because it's week one. You didn't have a proper offseason. Things like this take time. A lot of new pieces, a lot of new guys working with each other for the first time. So... Give it time, Buccaneers fans. You're going to be all right. As for Gronkowski, I think he shouldn't have come back. I think he is done. Hmm. Tom Brady, yeah. though, TV 12, still got it. If you watched that last game, showed many, many good signs of still being Tom Brady. Um, week one, new guys, two interceptions. It's very rare for Tom Brady to do that again. He's got a lot of talent around him. These guys are going to click. It's going to be all right. Yeah, um, I half agree with you. I think that Buccaneers – You're not supposed to agree with me. I half agree. <laughs> so, I think the Buccaneers are still one of the best ta- – I guess I should say most talented teams in the NFC. I think that they're definitely going to make the playoffs. There's no way TB12 doesn't make the playoffs. Um, I mean, on, on paper, they're 
absolutely stacked. It's just a matter of building that chemistry and, and molding that team together. You have all these talents and personalities that you need to get on the same page, and they obviously they didn't do that by week one. But I think Gronk is still going to be a good tight end. I don't think that he shouldn't have come back, I guess is how I should put it. Like, I think he, he made a good choice coming back with TB12. Um, I just don't think he's going to be the Gronk that he was, but I think that he can still be in the top half of tight ends in the league. Hmm. But moving on now, Minshew Mania, buy or sell? Hmm. That's a tough one because what's around him. But, you know, you, you even watch him last season. He actually, for even a rookie, like he played very well for the most part until the tail end of the season. Um, shoot, man. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say bye. Because I was about to say it. What you just said, what he has around him. He has nothing around him. This is a team that cut players, they traded them away, and everyone thought they were tanking for Trevor. I mean, the the Jaguars said, hey, Gardner Minshew's our guy, and we're not tanking for Trevor. Like, we want to win. But it didn't seem that way with all the people that they let go. They let Colias Campbell go to the Ravens. They cut Leonard Fournette. They made just a ton of moves that were very questionable. It's like – you have you you win you win games with talent, and they don't have a lot of talent, <laughs> but they somehow found a way to win against the Colts. Now, be that again, week one, no preseason, kind of sh- narrows the gap in talent for now. But I think Gardner Minshew, I think he's going to be good this year. I think the Jags can move forward with him and spend the number one pick. Uh, instead of Trevor Lawrence, I think they could trade down to like the four or five spot. Get a good uh, offensive lineman. And get get a good offensive lineman or uh, or maybe a good uh, good defensive back or something. Um, yeah, or stand out wide out, you never know. Yeah, or yeah, try to get uh, one of the best receivers in the draft, get Gardner Minshew a weapon. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's so funny too, just like, Colts are supposedly one of the top teams. You know, they've always been overrated. Every year, Colts are a team that is always just amongst those one of those teams that are supposed to be in the playoffs. Um, they've been known to have this so-called good defense and amazing offensive line and running back duo and quarterback. Um, what do you think of the Colts? I mean, they lost Marlon Mack for the season. They looked the way they did this last game. So – this is another buy or sell. I'm going to sell on the Colts. I was yeah. very much on their hype train because of Phillip Rivers. Um, I thought they still had a good team. I thought Phillip Rivers is still a good quarterback. I thought J- Jacoby Brissett was still a good quarterback and had a really good year until he got that injury and kind of dipped off the second half of the season. But I really thought Colts were going to be good. And, man, the AFC South was looking like a – pretty good division with the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. After Thursday night, we're like, ooh, okay, maybe it's going to be between the Colts and the Titans. Now it's looking like the Titans might run away with the division. But I'm selling, and all I think of whenever I think of the Colts is (laughs) 
from Waterboy. Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colt, Colts. Yeah, suck, man, they're gonna they're gonna suck this year. Uh, they are losing more. They were. Season. They are who I thought they were. But a team that still sucks despite winning, Washington football team. Are they better than second worst, though? Are you going to buy <laughs> or sell on that hype train? Because right now they are technically first in the NFC East. I buy into Washington. And one reason, one reason alone, that defense. Ron Rivera? <laughs> and Ron Rivera, yes. But, um, I mean – they still got work to do on offense, don't get me wrong, but that defense is enough to win them more games than everyone expects them to win. De- that defense is going to carry the team this year. For sure. I think now instead of two wins, Washington gets six wins. <laughs> that's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's about where I got them. But, no, they need not be doing that because they have right now the talent for a six-win team. You think you could get the talent of a ten-win team. <laughs> it's, Maybe. This is, what, this is what got me mad about the Cowboys a few years ago is they were making a deep playoff run. I was like, no, stop, 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 stop. Like, suck for a, a good draft pick because <laughs> you're not making it to the Super Bowl. But um, – I'm I'm pretty happy of this one. Uh, fall Eagles fall. Fly <laughs> Eagles fly. I hate the Eagles. Uh, yeah. You buying Definitely. or selling that the Eagles are disappointing this year and will be disappointing? They're going to be disappointing. I'm definitely buying into that. That. Yeah, you, you are. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of like the Eagles. You know, but uh, they used to be a second favorite team. Not anymore, though. I bandwagoned off them, not on that anymore. Yeah, they – I just – I don't believe in Carson Wentz. I believe their real quarterback is actually sitting number two on the depth chart there in Jalen Hurts. It's just a matter of time before he shows up. Hopefully not this year because I don't want him to – I don't want nothing to happen to him as what's going to happen to Carson Wentz because, I mean, every year Carson Wentz gets – it seems like he gets beat up really bad with the so-called good O-line that they have there. It's all overrated. They're they, overrated. Doug Peterson's overrated. Kelsey's a good center. It's just everyone else sucks. <laughs> exactly. You and can't... he lost. The guy they got, they traded up last year for to get in the, in the first round. Um, the guy from Washington State, uh, uh, Andre Dillard, uh, he's out for the year. So, I mean, there you go. You just I – mean, that's already a big hit to the O-line. So, oh, Yeah. All right, Newton's Law. Are you going to buy into Cam Newton's hype after winning the opening week? Do you think he's back to form, and do you believe in the Patriots? I buy into Cam Newton. I don't buy into the Patriots. I think Cam Newton is is back to form. He's going to carry that team. I just don't think he has enough around him, unfortunately, just like in Carolina, to go anywhere. I think there's a mass overhaul that needs to happen with uh, New England. And at least, thankfully, you have your quarterback for now, at least. Difference between Carolina and the Patriots, though, is Carolina had Christian McCaffrey and the Patriots do not. <laughs> exactly. Patriots um, I, literally have nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Patriot or Cam Newton will ever be his 2015's MVP season self again. I don't ever see him winning an MVP again. Well, not with the roster around him. Yeah, but no, I'm. I think Patriots are maybe a 500 team, eight and eight, maybe less. 
I, I, hey. I don't even know if they make it to the playoffs, to be honest. Cam Newton in that Buccaneers offense would have looked real cool. It would have. Better long-term option for them than Tom Brady, for sure. Yeah. Shoot, I didn't even realize Cam's been in the league for 10 years now. Yeah. That is crazy. It seems like yesterday he just got drafted. Yeah, he was in the 2011 draft. He was one in Vaughn Well, yeah, he's in his nine-year, 10-year career, yeah. So nine years. Crazy, man. Wait. Yeah, 10 years. 10 years, 10 years, yeah, it's 10. I didn't do the math real quick. <laughs> Finger counting. All right. Trouble in Texas. Houston and Dallas both lose game one. Will you buy into the – I guess let's rephrase this. Do you think that Houston and Dallas will recover, or do you think that they are going to be another overhyped team that can't meet expectations? Houston, I don't think is going to recover. I think this is finally the year that the demise of Bill O'Brien is done. Like everything can just go away, and they tank for Dabo. Okay, <laughs> I seriously, I mean, I, I love Deshaun, and I know Deshaun fights for O'Brien. He's saved O'Brien's job in the past already. Um, I just, I don't know, I don't know what to say. The guy just sucks as a coach. And the guys they have as coordinators, they just blow. I mean, you look at this team. Like, you're not even ready to play the Super Bowl Chiefs, the team that embarrassed you, the team you had a 24-0 lead last year, and you want to come in and play like that? Like, watching that whole game is literally like watching a high school team play the, you know, Alabama. Like, man, my goodness, man. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You've been here since 2014. You can't get this team in, in any better shape? Like, you're so called of a – of an offensive-minded guy, but your offense hasn't ranked top 15 or, hell, probably even top 20 since you've been here. And this looks bad on – this looks bad on um, ownership, the fact that he's still here. Like, sell the team to me for $5. I swear I'll change it. Um, Dallas Dallas has a lot of talent there. I love Mike McCarthy. I mean, I can't believe I'm totally flipping the script here tonight, man. I'm actually going with Dallas here to actually recover. But, I, you know, you the division is very shitty. There's no excuses for them not to make it to at least the playoffs. And I do expect them to bounce back. You have a lot of talent there. Just needs time to gel together. Like I, like I was saying earlier for most of these teams, and um, I expect Dallas to be in the thick of things later on in the season. I really do. New coach. Basically, a, a half new roster, you know, entirely new defense. Uh, I really new coaching staff entirely. Yeah, no, Dallas will bounce back. Um, they didn't have preseason games. The new system, new coach. They'll they'll figure it out and they'll bounce back. I think that they can easily get to ten plus wins. I think so. I, I see them finishing around eleven, like eleven or twelve wins. Eleven and five is realistic. I mean, I see Houston realistically. Someone said today um, is a big-time Houston Texans writer. He's like, oh, 10 and 6. No. I see, like, seven wins at best this I see, year. I see six and eight, seven. Yeah. Seven, I, I don't even – I see seven at best. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're going to improve as the season goes on. But that run defense is horrible. And when you're – you're literally entering week two – 
in the season and you're already saying, oh, it's a week-to-week with the cornerback situation, what does that say? To, what does that say? I mean, you got Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger and Kirk Cousins coming up in the next few weeks. You're going to get obliterated. It means they're going to be pretty sucktastic. That's what that means. I mean, I see them, and this is a this is fifty fifty. This is a fifty percent chance of them actually getting it in the first six games. I see them one in five at best, because after Minnesota, that's your game four. By game five and six, it's Jacksonville and Tennessee. And after what I saw out of Jacksonville, yeah, I mean. You know what would be really wise of the Texans to do to, to be at by game six? What? Oh, and six. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Dabo. Hey, get this guy out of here. Tank for Dabo. Throw money at Dabo. I mean, just do well, what you got to do. Like, look, again, same same situation as the Jaguars, but better. You – you have way more talent around you. I mean, talent-wise, this team is a 500 team at worst. Easy. At worst, probably. Yeah. Your coaching staff is just complete garbage. Um, and you traded away some one of your best players, but go into the – I, I guarantee you, anyone not named Bill O'Brien that would, would be coaching this team currently, Hopkins would still be here. Tyron Matthew would still be here for sure. Yeah, those two guys. I was so upset with those two guys not being here right now. Especially one of the worst trade deals. Yeah, especially Tyron Matthew, dude. You literally had a leader, and you you just finally created probably one of the better safety tandems with uh, John John Reed is his name, and um, and Matthew. I mean, that was perfect. They frustrate me. I think the the, the only stressful thing in my life is Houston sports, guys. You. you have, in my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks in the league still. He's a top five. Hands down. You have a really good offensive line. You have – Well, we'll see about that. Yeah, well, on – Right they, side. They look right really side look like shit. You have what seems to be a rejuvenated running back. Your receiving core needs help. But your offense looks pretty decent. I mean, I mean, on paper, like if you if you tank, you you go zero and six. You go into the draft. Maybe you get Penay Sewell out of Oregon. Put him on that right side at right tackle or something. Well, you're forgetting uh, something, Colton. Homeboy done shipped off all your draft picks. You ain't picking to the third round. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you're gonna suck (laughs) Woo! we are back to the david carr days here at houston baby oh man love it tank for Dabo. yeah hey though if you really though you reunited Dabo with deshaun watson and you have just say what this current roster is i think he could get a lot more out of it than what they're doing right now you know like literally and the thing is you're saying on paper they look good Man, I've been hearing that stuff since 2010 about the Texans. Oh, on paper, this team should be like here. This AFC Championship, Super Bowl. They say that every year about them. And it's just horse shit. On paper don't mean shit. Go out there and actually learn how to play a damn game and win. You know what would be really interesting, though, if Dabo did end up going to the Texans? Clemson is one of the, uh, one of the best teams 
in college football the past year, five years, hands down. I mean, they've been in the national championship, I think, or the, yeah, I think in the national championship four in the past five years. Um, yeah, I mean. Let's trade Bill O'Brien. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna pick some Clemson guys who are going to be good. He knows how to coach. Right. And I guarantee if you get Dabo to be the head coach in the NFL, former Clemson players are going to probably flock there. I mean, I can very much see Justin come, Ross. Come uh, back, Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins come back, maybe. No, he just signed an well, extension. He just signed that extension, yeah. He's not coming back. But, I mean, I think you could get, like, Justin Ross with – the Bengals, I think the Bengals just suck where he looks like he's not that great, but I, I still think he's a, a decent receiver. Um, you get, you get him. He's down. underutilized there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you get him, you get him down there. And I think maybe you just go after a couple of Clemson guys that, that want to go back. And I think that you can start a foundation on defense. Yeah. yeah. That defense is an overhaul big time. Yeah. I can honestly say there's, there's like two guys on that defense. I would say it's worth keeping, and you could gut the rest. Um, you know, and that you know, is that, that is the the safety read, and then I like Jacob Martin at outside linebacker. You, Everyone you know, else can go because Bernard McKinney and Zach Cunningham are overrated middle linebackers who don't know how to cover. You know the one player in Houston that never disappoints though. Who? Colin Gillespie. He hasn't even played this year. <laughs> Hey, he was in. I watched him. No, he was inactive. I thought I thought I saw him. Or Cassie thought she saw she saw him. So. No. Just look for the guy with golden golden locks running around. Beautiful golden hair. Right. <laughs> put him in at quarterback or put him in at defense. I don't know. Shit. Put him put him at safety. He, hey, he actually played linebacker at A and M. I remember remember I came I came and we watched that spring game and he was like all over the place. Dude, that was that was a ton of fun. That was fun. I don't know why I rolled up there in my – I looked like I was homeless. I was in, like, house shoes and sweat. I thought it was cool. <laughs> it was a fun game. That was fun. But um, – All right. Are let's move Bears. on to another – let's move on to another team who's in question and quarterback also in question. The Bears. Are they out of the woods? The Bears are never out of the woods. Come on, man. <laughs> Mr. Trubisky, maybe out of the woods. Mr. Trubisky did a very, very, or Trubisky. I don't really know how to say that. Very, very. I'll back that very. He he did a he did a good. Not he a did. Good. He looked good. Um, well, I mean, if you could hold off Nick Foles, well, I think anyone should be able to hold off Nick Foles personally. But that was are, very are you promising. A in the NFL, you should hold back Nick Foles. Right. <laughs> but twenty of thirty-six, two hundred forty-two yards, three TDs. It was against the Lions, who traded away their top corner. So don't don't get your hopes up. Yeah, I know how the Bears feel about Mitch over there. I know hey, some of them are in love with the guy. They got Jeff Okuda at corner now. They don't need that corner. That is true. That is true. That's a good corner, but he's still a rookie, and that was his first game. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean Bears defense as a whole, though. I love the Bears defense. If you can get Mitch just to turn it around and be consistent, play like he just played this past week, Bears could be a surprise team. So, a team that was supposed to be a dark horse and surprise team looks like they are not at all. I feel like every year everyone hypes Chargers up, including myself. Um, they don't have the spark. Ooh. 
Dang, I was actually yeah. about to say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. But yeah, yeah Chargers. They're not, sorry, you suck. they're not the dark horse everyone thought they'd be, or we especially thought they'd be. They they got the win, but a little controversial at the end there. Did did was that a touchdown? Was it not? I know. You know I but, agree. But yeah, especially I mean, week one against the 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 Bengals who absolutely suck and they'll probably have like the fourth or fifth pick in the draft. Um with a, a Herbert time, baby. What? Herbert time. Herbert. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor did not look all that great. No. I, I need think... to get off that train. I need to quit hyping him up and talking good about him. Hey, you know, Herbert was pretty oh, off of Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. And, and too, you know, that's you so called that. good ass that so called good defense the Chargers have, like no, he they played, they he played Joe. He played Joe Burrow though in the first game, but what you saw out of Joe Burrow, by the way, he's gonna improve. Look, Melvin Ingram's really good, but they spent way too much money on Joe Bosa. Joe, Bosa, Joey Bosa. He yeah. is not. He's the highest paid defensive lineman in the NFL. He is not the best defensive lineman in the NFL. He's not. He's a loser. His Ooh. brother's better. Oh, his brother sucks too. Okay, no, he's actually pretty good. He was all right last year. I think he's going to have a sophomore slump. I can't believe they still made him top twenty on NFL top one hundred. I know that that was unbelievable. That's Come on, so people. Whatever. I know it's a weird year, but it ain't that weird of a year. All right, wrapping it up. Adrian Peterson, yeah. fourteen carries, ninety-three yards. He still got it. Of course, he still. Yes, got it. of course he still got it. AP's AP. Okay. AP's going to still got it as long as he still wants it. He's still a really good running back. I think he could still be in the league for many years. Like, I, I don't understand. I, I can't I believe Washington traded him. Be, I know to running backs – Yeah, they, they could have traded him instead of cutting him. I know that running backs, whenever they hit 30, they typically, like, fall off a cliff. But, I mean, he's still running pretty strong. I think he's – Hey, him and Frank – Do you know Frank Gore, by the way, who's, like, what, 38 years old now? Do you know he led the team in rushing the other day? Dang. For the Jets, he actually outplayed Le'Veon Bell. Well, Le'Veon Bell did get injured for the True. season. <laughs> but he's also overhyped, and he's washed up. So, Frank Gore, baby, all the way. <laughs> well, let's move on. Colton, your top five teams after week one. I know most of those spots are probably already filled very easily. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number one, <sighs> I hate to say it, but the Chiefs, I I don't like winners. Winners suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Winners are, I mean, <laughs> the Chiefs. Okay, it's, it's, we just got out of the whole. It's, they're synonymous, winners, Chiefs. <laughs> right. Yeah, Chiefs, I think the question isn't, are the Chiefs the best team in the NFL? I think the bigger question is, will the Chiefs lose a game this year? Yeah, that goes for and, them and Baltimore. Oh, I think they play sometime this year, though. I think the I Chiefs look way better than Baltimore did, though. Like, I uh, – they Okay, well, keep in mind, both they, of them both played very shitty teams. The only question mark, though, that I have for the Chiefs is at – punter like <laughs> that's the only position that's only because it's a rookie punter who just played his first game in the NFL even then like I don't know like 
I mean, he, he, he was a pretty good punter at Florida. Maybe he's going to be good in the NFL too. Like that, that is such a complete team. I, I just, I think that especially with Clyde Edwards, Alaire running the way he was, uh, Chiefs are the best team again in the NFL. But Enough I'm going to stick to I'm going to stick to my bold prediction though. I think that they lose to the Ravens in the uh, AFC Championship and then uh, win the Super Bowl. Yay. Damn, write that down, everyone. I wrote that down last time. That's I'm, I forgot oh. I, I made Oh yeah, you said it last so time. I have to I stick with it. Yeah. Number okay. 2. If I didn't make it clear, I have the Ravens. Um I don't think you made it clear enough. For now, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think Super Bowl really screamed <laughs> number two overall team. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, but I have uh, Ravens. I think that they're just again. They're they're also a very complete team. I think Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Watson. <laughs> well, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson is. Uh, Gonna have an MVP season. You know what we're gonna do now? You just mentioned. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off, but next week we're debating Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Okay. So everyone tune in for that one. Deshaun Watson is not as good as Lamar Jackson, but okay. Well, 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 well. Okay, let's switch roles. Let's put them in opposite. We're gonna talk about next week. Switch roles. It's still. Lamar Jackson. Anyways, uh, yeah, Ravens in the flock. They they take it. Uh, they take my second. Number three, I have the Seahawks. I'm Cuckoo. jumping on that uh, Russell Wilson hype train, and not just because he's my fantasy quarterback. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Seahawks are going to be the best team in the NFC, um, I, even better than the Saints, who I have at number four after watching Tampa Bay lose, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, cause I did pick Tampa Bay winning. I think that they also showed that they're a very complete team and can compete. I just don't know if they have the depth the other teams do. Um, so I'm going to leave that there. And number five, please don't say it. Say, uh, no, I, number five, I'm going to make a wild pick here. Uh, I'm gonna actually put the Arizona Cardinals at five. Oh wow! Oh yeah! Oh I know. Uh, I it, I just think that that offense is too good. We'll see. I don't think they have it. I don't think they have a complete team. Like defensively, no. they have holes, but offensively, they look really good. Okay. Well, we agree on our top four. <laughs> And uh, I, I actually debate it between Pittsburgh and Tennessee for that um, number five spot. And uh, oh, can I change it? I want Tennessee. I love Tannehill. No, 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 no. You already said yours. Wait, <laughs> are you? You can change. It. You can change. It. You want to change it? Okay, I change. Do you it. want to change it to Tennessee? Yeah, I just officially changed it. Number five, Tennessee. Good because I was in a split decision, so now I'll go Pittsburgh. No, you, you can go Titans too, and we can be. I don't want to. I don't want simpatico. to. or disagreeing, disagreeing to agree. Fine, agree to disagree, <laughs> or disagree to agree. That's what I meant to say. I just did not say that. Um, but yeah, I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense is stout. Um, yeah, uh, um, their running back got hurt, but the Snail from Kentucky, the rookie, who I actually thought was a steal of the draft after watching him a few games. Um, 
He looked really, really good at running back. Probably would take over that job, honestly. Honestly, he looked that good. And honestly, like Big Ben, I think that's the best Big Ben's ever looked. I I wanna I wanna throw out a quick little fact right there. Uh, Benny Benny Snell was second, uh, the second leading rusher in the SEC in 2018. Number one was Travion Williams from Texas A&M, SEC's leading rusher. So where, he was the best he, running back. Where back is he there. right now? He's with the Bengals. Oh, is he? I was actually really curious. <laughs> yeah, he's with the Bengals. <laughs> I actually wondered that the other day, and then I forgot to look it up. Unfortunately, he's with the Bengals, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's their fault. But, yeah, Big Ben looked pretty good. And I also said before the season started in one of our episodes, T.J. Watt is a dark horse defensive player of the year, and he looked like it. He did. He looked very, very that good. interception early. Really, that I think that was a good turning point right there. I think that the Giants were up 10-3 to 3 at that point. He snagged that interception, and Pittsburgh went on to score a touchdown. They're, I think they were, like, on the 25 or the 30. They scored a, an easy touchdown. Their kicker missed a field goal to be uh, down 10-9, to 9, but I thought that was a good turning point for, for the Steelers right there to gain momentum. Yeah. You know what's cool, too, between him and J.J. is – how different, but how similar they are yeah. in their play. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, well, too, this past week, our pick'em tracker. Well, Colton, I kind of whooped you pretty good this week one. Oh, it was um, In games that we did not pick the same team and games that we picked separately, what is it? Uh, what's, what's the record? Nine? You had, you had nine, and I had six. Dang. So I'm off to a good start here. It was it was Colton. us picking Miami over New England. That wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was honestly thinking. questionable. Um yeah, uh you picked Vegas uh over Carolina. I thought Teddy B and Carolina would run away with that one. The other T B I already remember um, why I picked the Raiders. I really thought that Detroit and Matthew Stafford might have it might, you know, ha- come out kind of hot, but fizzle out later. I mean, I think they're only getting around six wins, but I thought Chicago was going to absolutely suck. So I don't know why I have them on my defense for fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pick New Orleans over Tampa Bay. I don't think either of us obviously saw Washington beating Philadelphia because we both picked Philadelphia. Same with Indianapolis. I picked I picked Tampa Bay to to beat New Orleans. You're you're right there. Um, I picked New Orleans. We both picked Arizona to beat the 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 49ers though. Look at that. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on to our week two pick them then. Cincinnati yeah. versus Cleveland. Who do you got? You know, Joe Burrow gets his first win this week, Cincinnati. Cleveland's got a lot to figure out. I know you're gonna pick Cleveland because I'm all here. I think I wanna I wanna say I wanna say Cincinnati. Um, I know you want to say Cincinnati, but you know you want to pick Cleveland. Oh no, Cleveland just sucks, man. They have that guy who uses his helmet to hit people of heads. <laughs> <laughs> I just new coach, new system too. I mean, I guess it's. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns. Why not? 
Good choice. Baker looks like shit. All right, yeah, he does. I'm not confident in that pick, though. All right, okay, well, we, San we, Fran. This is un- unanimous here. San Fran versus the Jets. Sam Darnold's trash. Hey, I Sam Darnold. Every every Sam. Trojan quarterback that comes out of into the NFL, except not named Carson Palmer, looks horrible. Hey, Sam Darnold was actually all right. The team around him is absolute trash. Like literally, yeah, I guess let me everybody restate. on that team outside of Sam Darnold and Braden Mann is crap. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, Buffalo, Miami, oh, Buffalo. Yeah, that's an easy one. Oh, why did I type in New York right there? That was <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. You weren't going to – it's because, like, how they're spaced right there. Oh, man. All oh, right. Denver versus win. Pittsburgh. Ooh, Pittsburgh. Dang. Denver's not ready yet. Atlanta versus Dallas. Oh, oh, yeah, let's go Dallas. I'm going Since Dallas. I hyped them up so much earlier. I think that they have a bounce back week. They should. Uh, all right, here we go. Two also sucky teams. Giants. Going Chicago. I'm sticking with Mitsu Trubuski. I'm going Chicago because I need to have a good week this week in fantasy, so it's more hopeful. Dang. <laughs> it's it's hopeful. It's I'm hoping. <laughs> Why well, I feel like Danny Dimes is going to go off now. <laughs> All right, this up. one, Jacksonville versus Tennessee. Yeah. I'm going Tennessee. Mm. Jadavion Clay looked very good. I'm going Tennessee. Sorry, Gardner Minshew. I think you're going to get destroyed. All right. um, Detroit Green and Green, Green Bay. Bay. Hands down. The GB. The cheese. All right. Cheese. Carolina versus Tampa Bay. Ooh. That's a good one. That is a good one. Mm, I'm going Tampa Bay. I want. I was gonna say Tampa Bay, but then I decided to do the opposite of what you said to mix it up. There we so, go. That's good. To mix it up, I'm gonna go Carolina. I think. I guess Tampa Bay is gonna start zero two. <laughs> so you think? Definitely going Rams against Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. Aaron Donald's gonna have fun. Lots yeah. All right. <sighs> Definitely so, going Minnesota. <laughs> Okay, I feel like this week is kind of obvious, though. It is. Sorry, guys. We can't really disagree too much here. Okay. I'm going Washington. I'm going fucking Washington. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm going Arizona. (laughs) Kyler's going to run for his life. That offensive line isn't that good for Arizona. I mean, he doesn't – he just has to run backwards and then throw it. (laughs) That's all he's got to do. We'll see. Chase Young gonna eat him. He, okay. he might. He might. Uh, Baltimore versus Houston. I'm not a believer in my Texans. Baltimore. Good. Good. Tank for Dab. Hashtag it. Tank for Dabo, guys. Damn. Tank for Dabo. We're gonna keep that right there for the rest of the year. There we go. Cool. 
Okay. Well, that's the obvious one. Kansas City versus Chargers. We all know. Kansas City. Uh, New England versus Seattle. I think Seattle's just going to overpower here. Yeah. Very obvious week. uh, Yeah. I feel like this one's a a pretty obvious one, too. New Orleans. New Orleans versus the Raiders. Yeah. I mean – Maybe in a couple years, Raiders will be very, very good. But right now, they're just kind of on that above, slightly above average team. And they're going to play New Orleans this week. New Orleans is right now one of the more complete teams. So, yeah, we're not going to – a lot of agreeing here. Oh, boy. We we only disagreed on what, two. two. Well, you know what, guys? I'm sure you are the same way with this, so. I mean, honestly, if you go back and look through it, look, Cincinnati versus Cleveland, like that one I picked. I mean, I'm not just going to pick unless we're at the end of the season and I'm, like, losing. Pick wild accusations, yeah. The Jets will beat San Fran. Yeah, well. No. Whoever whoever bets that at Vegas and wins it, give yeah. me some money. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's well. that's all we agree, disagreed on was Cincinnati versus Cleveland and Washington versus Arizona. I'm really going on a, like a, a whim there, like a like a wild just wish for Washington. I don't know. There's something going on, man. With the whole not having a name, it's working. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Whatever floats their boat. No boats are being floated. <laughs> no skins are red? <laughs> sure. Whatever. I don't know. All right. That's all the time we had for the week. Uh, for the episode this week uh we're we decided to start recording these on wednesdays uh if we recorded on sunday and we ruined a lot of the predictions and stuff for the nfl yeah and also i mean games are happening so wednesday is a good middle ground it's right before thursday night football and after after the previous week to recap so start looking for episodes late wednesday night early thursday morning yep but with all with that said, um, I'm Blake Anderson. And Colton Countryman. And this is live from the living room, signing off. Signing off.